Hey y'all, hey y'all, hey y'all, y'all know how I go. Father, we thank you for this live one tonight. Father, we lift it up to you, Lord God, so that you can do a mighty move in and through your people, oh God, in and through your servants, oh God. We thank you now, Father, that you release on tonight, oh God, that you release your divine will and your divine instruction for your people, Father. I thank you for everyone who taps in on tonight, Father. Let them receive something special and specific from you in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you. All right, all right, all right, all right. How y'all doing? Do me a favor, like, tag, and share the live. Please and thank you. As we prepare to talk about these friendships in safe places. Kind of touchy. People, y'all give me y'all feelings if y'all want to. Because... It is what it is. There's some self-evaluation needed, and that ain't just for nobody. That's for me. I'm talking to myself. I'm talking to myself first. So, let's get down to it. Friendships and safe places. What is a safe place? So, a safe place is a place that you can take your wig off. You can kick off your shoes. You can show your bunions. You can show your pimples. You can show your dimples. In your rarest form, it's, it's the people in the places that you feel the most comfortable. The people in the places that you uh, that you are the most naked and the most transparent. Hi, guys. Thank you guys for joining. Do me a favor and like, share, and tag the live. Tag people on the live for me. We're talking about tag y'all friends. So that y'all can, you know, get together and do some reevaluations of y'all own relationships. Because I recently had to reevaluate my own relationships as well as myself. Because I just thought I was an A1 friend. And that wasn't the case. So, um, but yeah, a safe place. A safe place is a place where you can truly just be free. You can be free. It's a place where you can expose your nakedness with no fear of judgment, with no fear of, you know, it getting out to anyone, with no fear of what you release being used against you. That's a true safe place when you're able to do you and be you and have no second thoughts about what is being exposed uh, getting back to anybody. Hi, sister. Okay, so, you know, we, the word friend is used so loosely, just like um, the word love. The word love is thrown around so willy-nilly these days, and the word friends are too. Them ain't y'all friends, them ain't y'all barely even know them people. And I'm guilty of it too. Especially the, the, the work besties introducing them to everybody but y'all know that as soon as they get fired you get fired they quit the communication completely stops y'all don't talk anymore y'all are not as close y'all may check on each other every now and then but it wasn't real that was your associate and y'all got as close as y'all were just because y'all was in proximity of each other a lot because y'all had to be to work and y'all shared probably disdain about the job that y'all was at. That's probably why one of y'all got fired or one of y'all quit. So 
Safe places, friendships. There are not many people and places that are safe places. And what I found, what I found in, in just my time of reflection is that, you know, we spend a lot of time with somebody and we automatically deem them as a safe place. We automatically deem them as a friend just because we spend a lot of time together, just because we have shared interests, just because, you know, we like to go to the same places and do the same things. That doesn't make them a friend. And the moment that you take your wig off and somebody on the outside that you didn't tell come to you about your five-month-old cornrows that was all matted together, you want to look sideways. I know y'all been seeing this meme going around was like, stop your business getting out because you're telling your, your business to your enemies who are really your friends. They are frenemies. There are people that are jealous of you. There are people who they secretly don't want to see you win. They secretly got the crab in the bucket mentality. They're attached to you for clout. They're attached to you for the influence that you have. They're attached to you because people like you. They're attached to you because they see that you are an answer to a need that they have. Unfortunately, that's the life we live in. So, what I want to do on the live tonight is kind of decipher between what a, what a real friendship is and, and who an associate, associate is and what is a real safe place. Because if you, when we mix up the, the two, when we mix up safe places who are friends and those associates, then we get the short end of the stick and we end up hurt. And we can't blame anybody but ourselves because, you know, we move too fast. We didn't take time to be able to really develop a friendship beyond just common interest. So your friends or your, your associates, people confuse the two because of the time spent with their associates. Hi, guys. Everybody that's joining, do me a favor. Like, share, tear. Like, share, tear. Like tag, share the live. <laughs> but anyway, so... We're just talking about friends. And then what kills me and the most horrible thing you can do is connect with somebody because for something toxic. Oh, we don't like the same person. Let's be friends. Y'all ain't friends. Y'all ain't friends just because you want to gang up with this person because you know that the person that y'all both dislike, obviously, you can't come against by yourself. You can't take down by yourself. So you feel like if you got somebody who feel the same way you feel, you feel they can be a friend. They can help you come against this person and tear down their character and however, you know, change how everybody else feel about them. No. That's so toxic, even in relationships, because we have the same past or because we have the same experiences, because we've been through the same things. We, we connect from, from hurt. We connect from pain. We connect because, oh, I know how you feel. Let me help you because I know how you feel. I know what I need, so I know what you need. No, you don't know what you need because if you knew what you need, then you would already have what you need. You would have been and got it. Been done got it. That's horrible grammar. But you guys understand what I'm saying. So, for one, we have to stop connecting to people for the wrong reasons. We have to really, you know, in, do an introspection and um, understand we, it, this is 2020. I keep saying it. Every connection has to be intentional. We got to be much more intentional about 
who we are, what we're doing, who are we, who we're connecting with, especially if you are trying to develop a boss mentality. And um, those fake friends, those are most mostly people who are friends with everybody. There's a difference between being friends with everybody and a, and being cordial with everybody. See, if you're cordial, then that takes maturity. But if you're friends, you kick, kick in, you you fake laughing, you you fake interested in what they got to say when you really are not. So, friendships, they get you. They get the real you. They get you in your, your rarest form. They get your business. Friends are the people who you tell your business to. Everybody gets love. Everybody gets love. We're commissioned to love everybody that we come in contact with. However, we're not, we're not commissioned to give everybody access to us on that level. And especially those people who secretly look at us as a tra trash receptacle. Y'all know, go ahead and go ahead and take a step back and evaluate it. Think about them, those friends who always got something going on. They always got a problem. They always got, oh, let me tell you what happened. Oh, woe is me. Oh, everybody just do me wrong. Oh, this is what happened. Oh, I need your help with this. Oh, I need your help with that. But can you go to them for advice? honest sound advice can you go to that person who's always throwing off their problems and their weights and their burdens on you can you go to that person and get some sound advice that ain't gonna take you down can you go to that person the same person that's always coming to you and borrowing a hundred dollars can you go back to that person and borrow a hundred dollars if you were in need and i'm not it's not about materialistic it's, it's about the heart it's about the motives are you just connected to me because you know that if at any given time you get in trouble, I'm going to be there and that you can get anything from me? Or is the relationship reciprocal? Can I count on you the way that you can count on me? So, I've had some bad experiences with this, y'all, unfortunately. And the, the worst part about it is we don't understand it until we're actually on the other side of the... Um, on the other side of the fence because just because somebody is your friend and they have and just because you're my safe place doesn't mean that if you're my safe place then I trust you if you're my friend in my safe place I trust you with my business but you have another safe place just because that's your safe place don't mean it's my safe place don't go take my business to your safe place don't take my business to your friend. I'm trusting you. I'm not trusting your friend. In the same way, and everybody needs a safe place. Everybody needs a safe place. However, you got to be mature enough to be mindful of what you are releasing that is not pertaining to you specifically. So if, you don't, if you've allowed yourself to be a trash can and you've allowed other people to dump all of their problems and their issues on you and in your spirit, now your mind is bogged down with everybody else's issues and now you need a place to release and to vent. You still have um, the, you're, you're still supposed to hold the, what's the word I'm looking for? You're still supposed to be mindful of what you release, even in your safe place, if it's not connected to you directly. If my friend is, she's dumped all her issues on me, now I need to vent. 
I can vent about how I feel, but that doesn't mean that I have to vent about her issues to somebody that she didn't tell or that she didn't give me authorization to release her information to. And that's the problem. We wonder how our how our business get out when we know that we only told a few people. We know that we've only confided this information in a few people. So there's a leak in your boat. There is a leak in your boat. Boats are meant to float. Ships are meant to float. Friendships, relationships, all kind of ships, whatever kind of ship it is, is meant to float. So if there's a leak in your boat and your information is seeping out, then you got to look at the people who you have inside your boat. Because obviously somebody drilling a hole. And that's a problem. So how do we determine the difference between friendships and safe places? Look at, look, look at the characteristics. Why did you connect to this person? What was this, uh, you know, were you just in a mood, in a bad mood and, and you wanted to, you know, you wanted you were seeking someone who felt the same way that you felt that you could release, who really understood what you were going through. Because I tell you, I got into a horrible relationship. Ungodly, very toxic because I, I was vulnerable and I just wanted to feel comfortable. I just wanted to feel good. Nobody understood what I was going through. Nobody, you know, understood me. I, I'm always caring for other people. Who gonna care for me? It's a trap. It is a trap. Don't fall for it. Because you're gonna connect to somebody who has ill motives and who's gonna take advantage of you and your vulnerability. And then by the time you come to your senses, you've created a soul tie that you can't easily get out of as easy as you went into. Now you're now you're stuck being having to cleanse your spirit. Now you're stuck because you've released personal and confidential information to people who you weren't supposed to release it to. And they got something to hang over your head because you're still in fear. You're in fear that they're gonna they're, that they're gonna shame you that that they're going to embarrass you that they're gonna tell all your business. They got something over you. They got control over you. They have control over you. Don't if you. My mama told me if it's something that you're gonna have to walk around the next day with your head hung low about, don't do it. Don't do it. If it's something that you are that that when it gets out. You're going to have to, you know, you're going to feel shame and condemned and embarrassed about. Don't do it. And in that case, if you've already done it, don't tell it. Be quiet. Shut your mouth. Your mouth leaking. That's the problem. We talk too much. We talk too much. We don't know how to take things before God. We don't know how to, you know, take the time and just sit in the situations that we created. Because we got to take responsibility for it. We created these situations that we're in. And we have to sit down and process through them. But instead of doing that, we connect with somebody that we can throw off on. But we're not telling the part that, oh, this is how I got in this situation. It, it, because I walked into it. I wasn't pushed into it. I wasn't forced into it. I walked into it. And because I was so it's so fleshly at the time because i was so uh co um concerned with my own feelings and my emotions wrapped up in my emotions you know i allowed myself to get to that point feelings and emotions are not a bad thing they're they're not a bad thing but they're not supposed to be dictators they're not supposed to lead you they're just indicators for you to be able to know okay something is wrong 
If I'm feeling a certain type of way, something is wrong. Either something is in me or something is in them that has touched something in me. So either something nasty in them that then, that then rubbed what the God in me the wrong way or something nasty in me and what they said or what they did is opposing this spirit in me. So we're, we're so easy to throw off. We're so easy to, you know... Just, just place the blame on other people. She shouldn't have did this or he shouldn't have did that. You shouldn't have ran your mouth. You shouldn't have did it in the first place if it was going to be a problem when it got released. And that's another thing even about our testimony because what I've seen people do, they run and try to tell their testimony before they're truly delivered so that people won't really be on to where they are now. You still in it. You just trying to tell your testimony so people won't ask you any further questions about it. Be honest, because it was me. I don't know about y'all. I ain't talking about y'all. I'm talking about me. It was me. But you got to realize when you, when you come to a level of maturity and you can own your stuff, own, if you claim to be grown, own your stuff. If you did it, you did it. If you did not, you did not. Why are you worried about what people got to say about it? Well, why are you worried about what people think about it? If you know that you didn't do it. If that bothers you, then you still man pleasing. Ooh. You still man pleasing. I'm talking about me. I ain't talking about y'all. Talking about talking about myself. I ain't trying to, you know, talk about me. You still man pleasing. So when when other people talk about it, you ain't really over it. It's gossip. Because that ain't your business to tell. That's not your business to tell. If she done hurt me and you my friend, now she's connected to you. It's not my it's not my place to go and tell her, oh girl, she did this to me, she did that to me. You, you see that a lot with women, women and men relationships. When friends, oh, you've had a conversation with this guy, but now your friend is talking to him and he seems to be really into her. Oh girl, I used to talk to him. Y'all text three times. But you're supposed to be my friend. If you were my friend, you wouldn't come, you wouldn't bring that information to me in a way to try to get me to not talk to him. You'll say, oh, okay, this, this was my experience with him. And then give me the option to be able to continue to talk to him or not. But, you know, we think we good friends. We think we good friends. We, we think we, we uh, you know, ride or dies, you know. Our friendships are conditional, just like our relationships. It shouldn't be. We should not have conditional relationships. We could. We should not have conditional friendships because we need a lot of, I, I need a lot of grace. So I must give a lot of grace. And that doesn't mean be an enabler. That doesn't mean let people run over you. That doesn't mean let people try you like you're crazy because people will try your mind. They'll test your intelligence. That's not what I'm saying. But if you see somebody in a place where they're, they're not trying to hide it, they're able to admit, I'm struggling in this area. And, you know, I, I don't want to be exposed for it. And I'm really trying, but, but, I'm, but I'm just stuck. That's different than somebody trying to cover up what they're doing. But them y'all friends, them, listen. It's 2020. There are no neutral relationships, friendships, no kind of ships, no kind of boats, no kind of yachts. 
Ain't none of them neutral. You going one way or the other. They pushing you to greatness or they push it though. They pulling you to hell with them. Which one your friends doing? It's hard, especially with these long-term relationships. We stay in relationships because, uh, because of the history. But take a minute and really look back at the history. Look at the patterns. Because I'm, the mouth say one thing, but the actions say another. Look at the patterns. Do they really have a track record of being consistent? Do they really have a track record of being honest with you? And to be quite honest, most people done, oh, I know this about her, but I ain't going to tell her that I know this. And you just hold that in and y'all relationship go on for four, five, six more years until your jar get full and then the, the cap blow off. Oh, I know you did this and I know you did that. No, because if you were a real friend and you would have confronted me at that point so that you can get clarity, you go to the, if you're my friend and you hear something about me, come to the source. Why go around the mountain? Why further spread rumors? Why, why, first of all, why would people even comfortable coming to you with this type of information if they know you my friend? You're supposed to be my safe place. I'm supposed to be your safe place, but you my friend. But we let them, th we let that slide. We let that type of stuff slide. And then, lo and behold, years later, you know, we're not friends anymore. Oh, why? Because she was, she, she's still doing the same thing that she was doing back then, but you just got tired of it? You just uh, hit your boiling point. Oh, okay, I'm just saying. But anyway, safe places are places where you can be naked. I know that there are some friends, there are some people, there are some mentors, there are some leaders that, that I can take my wig off. And they know, listen, you know my struggles. I don't need judgment. Correction and judgment is different. And we love to, to slap judgment on correction because when we don't want to be corrected. They ain't judging you. They correcting you. They're being honest with you. And that's exactly what you need. Because judgment brings condemnation, but correction realigns you. It's to better you. Judgment ain't going to better you. It ain't going to do nothing but push you deeper into whatever you in or force you to go deeper. I was in some stuff. And instead of, you know, this is the truth. This is where you are. It was, oh, you doing this, you doing that. It was, it was like a beating instead of a realigning. And correction hurt. It just is what it is. It hurts. It's just just like, you know, you break your legs or, or your leg is deformed. You know that they have to break your leg again to realign it. It hurts. And that's the part that we don't want to go through. We don't want to go through the painful part. But I'm sorry to tell you that there's no process that's just going to be easy peasy and, and lemon squeezy. It's not, it don't work like that. It don't work like that. So we need to get used to going through the processes. We need to get used to these processes because it's fight or flight. Yeah, I had a situation. My fight or flight kicked in and I had them flu. I had to come back. I had to bring it back because if you really my friend and I say, and I ride for you the way that I say that I ride for you, then it don't matter how ugly it is. It don't matter how bad it gets. I'm going to ride with you to the end. I'm going to be there for you. And if anything you do or say causes me to run away from you, then my, that my love for you was conditional. I wasn't real from the beginning. 
Now, sometimes people have to have a reality check. You have to give people, you know, time to process because my, my friend definitely had, had to give me some time to process. But once I came to my senses and realized that, no, this is my friend. I'm going to stick it out to the end. It's going to be painful. It's going to be ugly. It may not go the way that I want to go. I want it to go. But good, bad, ugly, or indifferent, if this is my friend, listen, we gonna, I'm going to be the last man standing if that's what it takes. So that's that's one characteristic of a friend. Look at their track record, unshakable character. Now I'm, I took some notes. I'm gonna give y'all what what Lloyd gave me concerning you know what he showed me concerning a friend. So the first characteristic of a friend, they have unshakable character. So the Bible say, don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. I used to debate the. Uh, saying that birds of a feather flock together. Oh, just because that's my friend don't mean that I'm like her. Just because she do that don't mean that I do it. Stay around them long enough. Stay around it long enough without correcting it. You will eventually start to conform to what you are always around. I read, you are the average of your circle. So you hang around with a bunch of bums and brokes, you're the average. You put yourself in a circle of millionaires, you can be the least paying one there. Uh, you least paid one there. Eventually, you're going to come up because what's on them will eventually rub off on you. So do I want to be with the brokes and, and the fakers, you know, or do I want to be with the millionaires? I ain't that millionaire status yet. However, I'm wise enough to go sit amongst them and sit at their feet and just listen to their conversation. That's all you have to do because whoever you surround yourself around consistently, you will be the average of. I don't like it, but it is what it is. Second characteristic of a friend, unconditional love. The Bible says a friend loves at all time and a, bro a brother is born for a time of adversity. So, Adversity. When you go through hard times, your friend is there, your brother is there, your sister is there. You are your sister's keeper. You are your brother's keeper. And just because they're going through something that may be heavy and maybe something you ain't experienced before, if I ain't experienced this before, this is gonna be my first time, and we just gonna have to go through it. It is what it is. You know, we have to. We must take the conditions off of our love for people, for people in general, not just friends relationships, mentorships, leaders, uh, our children. Yeah, we don't want to hear that. But the love is conditional. When when these children come out and, and y'all and parents find out that, that you know, they're, they're homosexual, because that's the biggest one, so I'm just going to use that one. Oh, you find out that your child is homosexual. Oh, you can't be in my house. You can't be in my house. You can't bring your friends around. You're disowned from the family. No, but this your child. So your love for me was, was, was conditional. Your love for me was dependent on my sexuality. Your love for me was dependent on my physical attraction to, to somebody. But I am your child. I'm birthed from your womb. Conditional love. We got, we got to get over it. Um, the third characteristic of a true friend in a safe place, unbridled honesty. Bible says wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. 
Judas. They are Judas. They're haters. They're plotting on you the entire time. And some of them, you know, but you, you have to use wisdom with. But it got me when it said wounds from a friend, friend can be trusted because in my mind, ain't no type of wound is a good wound. You can't cut me and tell me you love me. That, that's our mindset. That's our mindset. You can't cut me and tell me you love me. Yeah, but, but that was cancer. I had to cut it out. What kind of friend would I be if I just let it fester and continue to seep and spread through every other area of your life, every other area of your body? I had to cut you in this area to get that out. Wounds from a friend can be trusted. Listen, y'all, I was blown away because I'm like, I don't trust wounds. What? You going to do what? Slap some sense into who? That's what friends do, though. They slap sense into you. They slap sense into you and yeah, it hurt, but it brings you back to reality. It, make, it brings your mind back to a place where you're able to function as your true self, as the person that you're called to be. You might be mad that they slap you, but had they not slapped you, it would have been way worse. It is what it is. The next characteristic of a true friend, unmovable reliability. One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Now, you know, we ain't Jesus. Sorry, I'm speaking for myself. I'm not Jesus. You know, I don't know if I, I I'm, I'm working on, I'm striving towards the ability to be able to feed somebody that I know betrayed me, to be able to love somebody that I know got ulterior motives against me to be able to, to break bread and give my seed to somebody who I know is about to send me to the cross. That's a hard pill to swallow. That is a hard pill to swallow. And I'm gonna be transparent. I'm still struggling in that area. I know I know how you feel about me. I know how you really feel about me, but you in my face every day calling me sister. You in my face every day. Oh, I love you so much. I need you every day. But it's been revealed how you really feel about me. Those comments made in, in a joking way, that's your heart speaking. But I'm supposed to continue to engage you. I'm supposed to still love you the same way. I'm supposed to still make sure you're straight because your love conditional don't mean mine has to be. I'm working on it. We got to work on it. The next characteristic of a true friend, unceasing encouragement. Two are better than one because they have, because they have a good return for their label labor if either of them falls down one can help the other up but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up we have made it a good thing to say oh i ain't got no friends oh i don't do women i, I don't do friends i don't need no friends no new friends you're gonna be stuck right where you are if you don't change that mindset, 
people who you just met six months ago will have better motives and more support from you than people that you met 16 years ago. It's a sad truth. Everybody needs somebody. And the truth of the matter is as much as we want to do it by ourselves and we want to do it in our own strength, we cannot. We must have help and we must be intentional about the people who we connect with. We're not connecting to people because they can help us. But why are we connecting to someone intentionally who's only going to hinder us? And that's the difference between an associate and a friend. Because in a friend, it's reciprocate, reciprocated. With my friend, I, it's a give and take relationship. You help me up, I help you up. When you need me, I'm there. When I need you, you there. It, it's reciprocal. And sometimes I may need you more than, more than you need me. But you are a friend. And, and if any time you need me, I'm going to be there. But th just think about our people who don't have help. Think about the people who don't have help, consistent help. Think about the people who go through these seasons and these phases alone. They don't have a safe place to be able to release themselves. They don't have a safe place to be able to help them process through what the unfamiliar territory. They don't have a safe place and, and it's disheartening. It, it's really sad, especially when this person, you know, seems so friendly. You know, they are there, they're friends to everybody, but they can trust no one. How tormenting is that? To be able to sit and help everybody and allow everybody to dump their stuff onto you, or not even dump because we're talking about friends, or to, to vent to you. Because my, my friends, I take on their burdens. Their burdens I take into prayer. So imagine that person, but they have, so they're walking around carrying they own, their own experiences and issues, your experiences and issues, their family's experiences and issues, the person that they're submitted to uh, um, issues and burdens and oh, don't let them be married. That, that just adds a whole nother weight to the pile. Imagine they have no safe place. And I, I feel like that's a lot. That's, that's mainly what's happening with these leaders that, that are going crazy and losing their mind. They're a safe place for everybody, but they don't have a safe place. I hate to see a leader, especially one very powerful and anointed with no armor bearer. Where is your safe place? Who is covering you? Who is covering you? And especially these armor bearers who are called to transition to the next level and not being covered. Who are covering you? I'm Say I'm married. I'm to cover my husband. My husband is covering me. But we still need covering. Everybody needs covering. Everybody needs a friend. Everybody needs a safe place where... They can just release, and and I and I keep saying take off your wig because when you if you if I can take my wig off in front of you, then I'm really vulnerable around you. I really trust you, because sometimes you know my cornrows don't be redone until about you know past the time that they need to be redone. It it been time for me to take them out and wash my hair and grease it up and replat it, but I should have done that three four times. 
but I haven't, and I take my wig off in front of you, I trust you. You gotta, you gotta, I gotta really trust you to take my wig off, to be naked around you, to show you my pimples. And I don't mean the ones on my face, to show you my dimples. And I don't mean the ones on my face. Imagine how vulnerable you have to be. Imagine how much trust has to be flowing in the atmosphere for you to be a, to be that comfortable around somebody. The next characteristic, oh, that's all I got. That's them all the characteristics that I have for a friend. Now, associates can become friends. I just want to put that out there. But we sometimes rush into relationships with people we rush into relationships and i'm very guilty of it my boo thing we operate completely and totally opposite of each other we used to because he's the type you got to prove yourself before i can trust you so with him you start at a zero and you earn up as you continue to prove yourself the way that I used to be, you started 10 and every infraction, I knock you down. So I'm embracing these people. I'm, I'm, I'm giving them access to me in my heart without allowing them to prove themselves, without allowing them, their patterns to prove them for me, regardless of what they say. Cause people say anything these days. But your patterns are not going to lie. Your patterns are not going to lie. You, your actions are not going to lie on you. Your posture, your heart's posture. God ain't going to lie on you. So I know if God tell me that this is what it is, then that's what it is. But if I don't take the time to actually take a step back and, and evaluate you for who you are and say, what's, what's the purpose? What do I have to give you? And what do you have to give me? What can, what, where's the reciprocity in this relationship? And another thing that we do, we, we take relationships past their expiration days. All relationships are not meant to be a lifetime. All friendships are not meant to be a lifetime. That's how we end up hurting ourselves and carrying this extra baggage that is just unnecessary. Just because you lost me as a friend or we went our separate ways don't mean that you gained me as an enemy. I'm not your enemy. I still love you. Your, your access to me and my heart and my spirit is just has been restricted and denied. I still love you. Now, some of these associates are assignments. And because we vulnerable, we... I've seen people that... that, that getting in relationships, like love relationships with people who are, who are only supposed to be assignments in their life. Mess it all up. So where they're supposed to be receiving from you, they've been blinded by things that they aren't even supposed to be exposed to. So associates and assignments are in a category pretty much together. The expectation on, on safe places and friendships as opposed to associates and, and assignments are different. So with, with friendships and safe places, I expect reciprocity. I expect correction. I expect encouragement. I ex expect support. Whereas with assignments, 
and, and um, associates, my expectation is to give. I expect to have to pour out. I expect to have to give. I ex don't expect anything in return. If I get anything in return, whoop de do. But it's there's not an expectation there. So we're expecting things from the wrong people at the wrong time in the wrong seasons. So we have to kind of shift our expectations. So where we at? All right. So if you ain't already got the book, order the book. I'm going to give you the three tips that I, that I wrote in the book to be able to determine and maintain safe places. The first one is nothing grows in what proceeds to be a dangerous environment. If I see you as a threat to me, there's no way that I'm going to allow you to cut me. I'm not going to willingly hand you a knife and say, stab me in my back. Because you have to have access to me in order to stab me in my back. And that's the crazy thing about betrayal. That's the crazy thing about backstabbers. It's always, it's always an inside job. It has to be an inside job. Somebody on the outside that you've put boundaries up with, they can't stab you. They can say and do what they want to, but they are not in proximity to reach you. So, yeah, you hear it in the wind. Yeah, you can see it from afar, but it doesn't, it, it doesn't directly affect you. But backstabbers, those fake friends, them frenemies, betrayal always comes from the inside. It's always an inside job. So, you have to make sure... Don't don't doubt yourself. Don't doubt your gut. If you if, if you feel like you know something is off, go with your gut. Let let the relationship prove itself. Let the relationship pr prove itself. And I have a note that says, if you hear someone's heart and they say that they want to change and they want to move forward, and you believe it's sincere, but their actions are still defensive and they don't open completely back up so you don't get frustrated. Just because you're not in pain anymore doesn't mean that you're healed. Just because you're not in pain don't mean that you're healed. We suppress things so much and we're able to push it down and suppress it so much to the point where we really forget about it. Like genuinely forget about things. But that doesn't mean it's, it's not still there. That doesn't mean it, it only takes the right person and the right words to on assignment to touch that spot. And it's going to make you go crazy. It doesn't mean that you're healed. So if you don't have a safe place, then first of all, you got you to gotta look at yourself. Why don't I have a safe place? Am I a safe place? Am I a safe place? Why don't they feel comfortable around me? Why don't they trust me? What have I done to put fear in their heart to the point where they can't be honest and open and transparent with me? What have I done? Where, where, what aspect of me is not safe? And I'm, I have to say it again, it's not just with friendships. Relationships, love relationships, mentorships, leader relationships, children, your children. Why don't your children feel comfortable coming to you about stuff? Why don't why why will your children go spill the beans to auntie and grandma? 
But they won't come to you and, and tell you. The only way you find about what they're really feeling and what's really going on is if you get it from a third party. Why is that? Why is that? Check yourself. The second tip I have, or, you know, whatever. Demonically assigned safe places will have demonic fruit. How do you know that your relationship is is not divine? How did you how do you know that your relationship is not divine? It has demonic fruit. If if I connect with you and everything, all hell just start breaking loose, my, my resources dry up. You know, I, I can't win for losing and there's nothing you can do to help me out of this pit that I didn't get into until I connected with you. Who sent you? Where you came from? What, what's your purpose again for being in my life? What's your purpose again for connecting to me? What, what, how can you help me? What can you give me? And again, it's not, you know, a selfish thing. But we have to be intentional about our relationships in this season. It, it makes me think about Adam and Eve in the garden. They were naked from the time God created them. They were already naked. But they did not know that they were naked until they had something to hide. So you can walk around and be as transparent and as open with the world. But the moment you have something to hide, you, you are mindful about your nakedness. You're mindful about your transparency. Check your heart. Check your motives. Check the people that you have in your safe places. Make sure every connection that you have is pure. Make sure you haven't connected to somebody with ulterior motives. Make sure you haven't connected with somebody, you know, just for clout. Make sure you haven't connected with somebody because they have influence. Make sure you ain't talking to this man just because he got money. What? Okay, make sure that ain't just your friend because she pretty. Oh, I was just saying, y'all. Spiritually transmitted diseases are real. And that's how they, that's one way that they get transferred, because we're we're not we're not intentional about our connections. We have ulterior motives, and we don't want to admit it. So we're looking at the glitz and the glam, but we don't know what they're struggling with behind closed doors. So we connect to that, which gives it or whatever they're experiencing or whatever they're going through access to our own spirit. The third and final tip. Divine safe places will be able to stand through opposition. If your friends skedaddle, whatever, if they run when times get rough, if every time you get in a bind or you get in a crunch, you look around and they're not there. They've disappeared themselves or they can't help you. Sometimes all we need is, is just presence. Sometimes all people need you to do is just be there. Just be present. And being present doesn't always mean just being in my face. Be available. If you are never available when I need you, if you're never available when I call, and this used to be me. It used to be me. I'm, I'm very mindful of it now because I had a horrible habit of not answering my phone. 
but now I'm very mindful. I, I, I'm very mindful. I try my absolute best to answer calls from people who I call friends and if not answer, then return the call. Be available. But if you're never available, you're never around when I'm going through stuff, then, then what's your purpose? What, 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 what do I need you for? You're, you're there when I'm up, but, but you're not there when I'm going through. You're, you're there at the mountain of transfiguration, but you ain't there in the garden of Gethsemane. Well, I do believe that I have gone on enough tonight. So I'm going to open the floor for questions. Does anybody have any questions about safe places and friends, associates, and assignments? Let's hear the questions. Questions going once, going twice, going three times. No questions. Oh, we did good tonight, y'all. Okay. So, just to add something, with with friendship comes a, a peace. There it comes. There comes a joy. With friendships because I have some friends when they they correct me it hurt and I may even react out of my emotions initially but when I actually take the time to sit back and just think about it oh she was right oh he was right it causes you to shift your posture it, it causes you to really reevaluate you know, your actions and, and your thoughts and, you know, real friendships, you're, you're able to humble yourself and apologize and not feel less than and not feel weak. If it's a real safe place in a, in a friendship, your, your um, apology won't be made a mockery of. It, it won't be exposed to the world. Oh, she apologized to me because she did that. What, what's what's your motive for that? And in friendships, grace must be extended. We must give the grace that we need. In our friendships, in our relationships, in our safe places. If you don't have any safe places, then ask yourself, are you a safe place? Are you a safe place? Do you talk too much? Is... I'm a safe place for somebody, but I tell all of the per all of my friends' business that they told me in our safe place to my safe place. And just because you're somebody's safe place, that doesn't mean just because I'm your safe place doesn't mean that you're my safe place. And sometimes we just have to be okay with that, as long as the person that we are trusting and that we are viewing as a safe place does not release confidential information about me in their safe place that has nothing to do with me it's just like oh you're my best friend but you have another best friend i view you as a best friend because of who you are to me i'm not that same person to you so you have another best friend
what is the issue there is no competition there is no you know jealousy and even you know because we we human we have our moments we we have our fleshly moments and if there is a moment of jealousy i had a friend that was jealous and guess what i didn't even know it because it wasn't until i she she didn't act any different towards me she didn't treat me any different but it was at the moment when she came to the realization that this is my friend this is, you know, this person does have my best interest at heart. And um, this is just not the right thing. I should, you know, seasons, timing and seasons. I didn't find out until afterwards. She came back to me and said, you know, I was jealous of you because of this or because of that. She didn't let that harbor in her spirit. And the same thing with me. I've been in that predicament myself. I used to be jealous of you because of this. And no, it didn't change my actions towards you because my love for you is unconditional. But I really had to do a self-evaluation and change my posture concerning you inwardly. The light will be shed to everything. So I I can I'm glad to say that I have safe places now. There was a, there was a point where I didn't feel that I had safe places. And guess what? I went through breakdowns and crises by myself in my closet because I didn't view anyone as a safe place. Everybody had a motive. Everybody were secretly praying on my downfall, but why? Because they didn't view me as a safe place because something that I was doing was making them uncomfortable with releasing their personal information to me or giving me access to their hearts. So I had to change my posture because I want to be I want to be viewed as a safe place. I want to be a safe place. I want to I even my home. I want my home to be a safe place. I want my home to be a refuge for anybody. Men, women, children. I want my home to be a refuge where you know that you can go and you can be naked and you can be honest and transparent about whatever your situation is, whatever your struggle is, and you know that you're not going to be condemned, that you're not going to be judged, that you will be corrected, but you know that it's from a pure place and that it's in love. And that you know that you will be encouraged through the process and that you know that you know you have somebody that's, that's not against you and that's on your side and, and that will walk out the process with you. And that's the problem that, that I've been seeing lately. People don't have safe places, most likely because they are not safe places and because they're, they're holding on to past issues. Oh, this person did me like this. So if I if I open up to to this new person the way that I did that person, then they're going to do the same thing. You can't hold me accountable for, for your last friend. You can't hold me accountable for your last woman. You can't hold me accountable for your past wife. If I'm embracing you as my child, you can't hold me accountable for, for what you, your other mother did. I am not her. I am not her. I am not him. And just because people have boundaries don't mean that they're not real friends and don't mean that they're not a safe place. They are. But you cannot take advantage of people in that state. And that's all I got to say. So, I no questions popped up tonight. So...
will see you guys in two weeks on whatever the date of that Thursday is. Be like the well-kept page for updates on the next topic. And if you have something that you want to talk about that you need clarity on, DM the well-kept page, DM my personal page. And I love y'all. Okay, so we're going to pray right quick. Father, we thank you for this time in your presence. So God, we thank you, Father, for what you have released on this live tonight. We thank you that all hearts and minds are open to receive what was released, Father. We thank you for a time of introspection, a time of self-evaluation, oh God, for a time of us looking in the mirror to really examine ourselves and examine our hearts and examine our traumas and issues and the things that we have suppressed, Father. We release those things right now and we lay them down at your feet, Father God. Every burden that we are carrying, Father, every experiences every experience every threat we lay them down at your feet father god and we give them all to you father we desire to be safe places oh god we de desire to be safe places father for people that we don't even know father we desire to be looked upon and just viewed as a safe place father we desire to be integral father we desire to be confidants father for the people that we love and that we care for and that we cherish oh god give us wisdom when it comes to interacting with people father god allow us to not go in these relationships blinded father allow us to be able to discern who who's friends in safe places father and who's an assignment and associate father god and let us not develop soulish soul ties father to those who we are not assigned to long term oh god allow us to be able to put boundaries in place father god to protect our heart and to protect our assignment in the earth oh god we thank you for those who are true friends, Father God, and true safe places, Father. And we desire to reciprocate that, Father. We thank you for being our safe place. We thank you for being our strong tower. We thank you for being our place of refuge, oh God. And we just thank you, Father, that answers were met, Father. We thank you that hearts are being healed, that relationships are being mended through what was released on this live tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you guys. See you next time.